Welcome to Good Morning Vale on this Saturday, November 12th edition. I'm your host, Ben Roof. On today's show, we've got a delicious, healthy stuffing recipe for you presented by Emily Davis. And we've also got some incredible guests coming into the studio to tell us all about their service with the United States. Though, your first hour of Good Morning Vale starts right now. Welcome to Good Morning Vale's Weather Center here, and it is opening weekend in Vale Mountain, and we're going to go check out the slopes here in just a second, but let's take a quick look at today's weather before we get out there. Starting off this morning, we've got a low of about 25 degrees around 8 a.m., moving into that high of 48 degrees towards the afternoon there, sunny throughout the day with winds from the west 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we move into the rest of the day there, we can see things start to warm up around noon, looking at about 39 degrees there, and then 40 at around 4 p.m., right around the time those lifts get closing. This, tonight, around 8 p.m., it's going to be clear skies with uh, starting to cool off there at 31 degrees. In the I-70 corridor, down in Denver there, we've got a high of 59, 48 in Vail, 50 here in Avon, and in Eagle, we're looking at a high of 52, but clear skies throughout Colorado today. Overnight tonight, we're looking at clear skies with a low of 17 degrees, with sunset coming in at about 5 or 4.55, I should say, tonight, with the winds from the southeast 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look at the rest of the week here, moving into Sunday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 57. Monday, a high of 59 and sunny. Tuesday, a high of 58 and sunny. And then as we move into the later week there, looking at Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high of 57. And then on Thursday, we've got that 30% chance of a wintry mix with a high of 45 degrees. Now, let's take it out to Vail Mountain, where our TV8 team checked out opening day yesterday. Let's take a look. Now, let's take a look at what Robbie and Gretchen have to say. Well, we're less than two hours away from opening day, and I'd say there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to I'm today. so excited. Oh, my buddy, Chris Pavona, here with the bacon. I talked about this earlier. Thanks, yes, Chris. Yeah, I can't touch it with my... Yeah, <laughs> Get me a piece, too. Right. Uh, it's a treat. Chris, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. I'm stoked to be out here. It's a little brisk, but uh, I think the stoke's pretty high today. I'm Robbie Whittle, and we've got a special guest with us, Eric Dunn. How are we doing today? We're doing great. We're so excited that it's opening day, and we're just we're ready to kick off the season. Rate that. I mean, I like it sweet. I didn't know it was going to be sweet. That kind of caught me by surprise, but it's yummy, man. He is one of the new first chair humans, because it used to be an old school crew of all my friends, and you beat them this year. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Got there like an hour before him. It's nice. What are you looking forward to most about this opening day in particular, 2023? Yeah, I think I'm particularly looking forward to just getting back on snow. What are you the most stoked for today? Get on some snow, finally. Well, if you're just now joining us, we've closed out the bottom of the hour here at opening day at Dale Ski Resort. I'm so excited. I don't know if you can hear it a little bit loud, but the music is pumping. We are feeling it. The line's getting longer. We are stoked to be here. I cannot wait. Well, Kim, the weather's a little bit different up here at Vail than it is over in Avon. If you're just now joining us, it's opening day here at Vail, and the excitement is on. And that countdown is on, too. The gondola is spinning, and we're moments away from the banner-cutting ceremony. I am so excited. You would think this this is my first opening day. I feel like, what, 15? This might be 16. I am so amped. Well, let's check the vibe a little bit yeah. here. How we feeling, guys? Lion's Head Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lion's Head Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vail. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? Because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Vail from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Vail Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate with new roundtable panels on Mountain Perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8vail.com. Thank you for watching Good Morning Vale. Have an amazing day. Get on out there, soak up that sunshine. We'll see you tomorrow right here for more Good Morning Vale. Bye, everyone.
Hi, I'm Gretchen Pleshaw. You might recognize me from the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. Maybe you hear my voice on the radio from time to time or see me out at a concert or two. I love concerts. If you see me out, the long mermaid hair, I'm almost six foot tall, it's hard to miss. Come and say hi, give me a high five and make sure to watch me right here on TV8. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Since we're moving into the holiday season, we thought it would be a great opportunity to show you guys some ways to put a little bit of a healthy twist on some holiday favorites. So we've got Emily Davis joining us to show us some incredible twist on holiday stuffing. Let's take it away. Welcome back. Right now I'm here once again in our kitchen with Emily Davis of Whole Essentials Nutrition. She is cooking more healthy, delicious food for us with the holiday in mind. Emily, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm excited to dig in. This looks and smells delicious and we haven't even started. <laughs> it's probably the herbs that you're smelling. So yeah, today I thought I would share with you um, a healthified version of some of our Thanksgiving or holiday favorites. So today I'm doing uh, like a paleo style stuffing. Um, paleo meaning that it doesn't include bread. So that's what I'm sharing well, today. I'm excited about that since I can't eat bread. So let's get to it. Although sometimes that's the part that we crave and we want. Yes. And, and I think, you know, like the conversation I have with a lot of my clients, I, I do work with a lot of people who need for various reasons to eliminate certain foods, bread and gluten being one of them, um, depending on how you react. Um, if it's that once a year thing that you love and want to have, then have some, right? I mean, you all know your, your body's best, um, but yeah, it, make that decision. But, but I think as a whole, my thought is like, we, we can make that day a little better, um, hopefully get people feeling a little better after the meal, um, while still having really delicious food. You know, you make an excellent point because we do, if it's something that you just don't eat because you're trying to be healthier, then maybe you can make something like this, still get all the flavor and enjoyment and maybe splurge on something else. Absolutely. Or if it makes you feel bad, you can just enjoy the holiday a little better and not have some of the issues that maybe you've had in the past if you've indulged in some of these. I, I think so. Yeah, I, again, like you, you all know, um, you know, your body's best, but, but I think um, we, we can definitely just feel better by like making some adjustments. So yes, this recipe is dairy-free, gluten-free, uh, happens to also be nut-free and soy-free, and I mean, lots of things, um, while focusing and including on some really delicious and flavorful foods. So we're not skimping in any way, no, I guess is what I'm saying. No, but ideal for your holiday table. So yeah. where do we start? So I have um, prepped ahead um, um, the recipe that I was using called for um, butternut squash, um, I used sweet potato instead um, because when I was shopping for this last night, um, I was looking for a convenient way to get the recipe started and I wanted something in the produce section um, that was already uh, peeled and chopped and they didn't have any butternut squash, they had sweet potato, so that's what I did. So in other words, like it doesn't really matter. You can substitute um, like the starch that we're using uh, for a couple of different things. So you're gonna roast, um, start with that and roast. And I've 
I've already done that, that step. Looks beautiful. So it looks yeah, very they got a they got a little too close to the element last that's night in the I oven, like but that's okay. <laughs> Do you add a little bit of oil before you roast it? Yeah, so um, all I did, um, like I said, I, I got these in the produce section. Um, if you're looking for just a really convenient way to get this started, um, already cubed and peeled, you're just going to put about a tablespoon of olive oil with a little bit of salt and pepper. That's it. And then roast on a baking sheet for about somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes is what I did. So... so. And, and really, like, once you get that started, then you could do this. And so altogether, this recipe would take about 30, 40 minutes. It, it'll really come together pretty quickly. I have the longest is chopping everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the other ingredients, just to kind of go over what I've brought. So sweet potato or squash, whatever you choose. Um, I'm using um, a pork sausage. And you could use a chicken. You could use a turkey sausage. The important thing to me is that... Um, there, there is an added sugar and added preservatives and lots of different things, and this one doesn't have those. And we've recently found a vegan sausage that we really like, mm -hmm. actually. Vegan sausage or keep it out, right? There, there are options. But today I'm using pork, um, and then we're going to do celery, apple, um, some cranberries. Again, I'm looking for um, cranberries without any added sugar. It's hard to find. Um, so look at the label. And then the herbs that I'm using, um, sage, rosemary, and thyme. And it, I, I prefer fresh herbs. Yes, you can get away with like just having these dried in your cabinet because um, most people do have them. But it's going to really enhance the flavor by using fresh. Which is always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. The nutrition, nutrition and flavor, actually. You're really enhancing. Oh, and then onion. I don't think I mentioned that. So those are the ingredients. Really pretty easy to find. Um, I've mentioned a couple of different variations, so that's all we're doing. And so to start, I've turned on the heat and we're just sauteing. Um, I'm using avocado oil because it has a higher smoke point and I just need like about a tablespoon. So you're gonna turn on the heat and then add your oil, ideally. And you could use a different type of oil, but mm -hmm. you prefer the avocado oil. Um, I would, I stick to olive, avocado, or coconut. And so for this particular recipe, I would do olive or avocado. Yeah. So then we're just going to saute onion and celery together. We're going to get that started for a couple minutes before we add the sausage. And just a couple minutes, that's all it needs. You don't need it to be especially soft or... So I'm, yeah, good question. So these are gonna uh, need to cook longest, and so that's why I'm starting with them. So a couple minutes until the onion is translucent, then I'm gonna add the pork, then I'm gonna add the apple and herbs because those things don't need to be cooked as long, if that makes sense. I always tend to overcook. I overroast. I oversauté, <laughs> which can be a problem. Well, and then think like this is going to then go in the oven, and so yeah, we don't we don't need to cook it more than a couple minutes just to kind of get it going. While that's cooking, I'm going to show you. Um, so with the fresh herbs that we're going to add later. Thank you. So the thyme, you don't really need to do too much to the thyme, and I'm not sure, you can kind of see this. 
Um, when the at the end, when we're ready to add this, I'm just going to pull them off of the because um, you don't want that thick stem, stem right? right? You don't want the stem, so I'm just going to like with my fingers. I'll show you later, but I'm just going to pull those off of the stem. That's all, a, that's all you need to do with this. It's a, is it a problem if you do get some of the stem in there? I don't. I mean, you don't it's going to be crunchy. But, okay, mm -hmm. but that's it. It's not. Yeah, it's not terrible. You hazardous. can eat it. Nope. And then the other two herbs, rosemary and sage, we're going to mince. And so with the sage, I'm gonna pull the leaf off. I need about a teaspoon of each is all. So I'm gonna take about two leaves and I'll show you what I'm gonna do with that in a second. Do you use a little more if you have dried? Or less? I would actually use um, you could get away with less fresh because it's going to be more potent. Okay. Yeah. So, as always, depending on what flavor you like, how much you like something, you could use more or less, but start out with about a teaspoon. And then the same thing with um, the rosemary. I'm going to, like, pull it off of the stem, but then it's, it's a lot bigger than the thyme, and so I am going to cut it. So, just so you know, that's kind of how so you... Just chop it a little bit so it's yeah. not so... Not, so, not such a big mouthful of rosemary. Okay, so this looks good to me. And I'm going to add the, the sausage. This has just paprika added to it. And like I said, I'm, what I'm looking for is no added sugar. So do you read the ingredients on everything? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised, but that's important. <laughs> Most questions that people ask me, like I, I had someone who asked about, um, oh gosh, what was it? Um, ah, I can't remember. Just yesterday someone asked me about something and I said, like a healthy product or something that sounds healthy to people but isn't always, like check the ingredients. You don't, you don't know. I, you made that point last time you were here, especially with gluten-free and gluten-free bread. Yeah. I had no idea. And yeah. now it's trying to find a better substitute. Yeah, so. yeah. lots of processed We're going to take a quick break and let the sausage cook. So make sure you don't go anywhere. You want to come back and see exactly how to assemble this delicious dish with Emily Davis. So we'll be right back after this. your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. My name is Tyler Alvarez. Uh, I work here at Sweet Basil in Vail. I'm a bartender here. 
I originally came to Vail to snowboard. I slept on my sister and my cousin's couch for what was supposed to be a week, turned into two months, and then I found my own spot, and then kind of made friends and worked different places in the valley, and kind of just fell in love with it more and more every single day, and ended up finding my way to Sweet Basil through some friends who had worked here and all the great things that I heard about it. And yeah, I've been here for four years now. It's hard to wake up in Vail and, and be upset when you look outside. It's just beautiful. My favorite part about working at Sweet Basil is definitely that I could be proud about everything that we're putting out, whether it's food, drinks. We also get to be really creative here. Uh, the bartenders, the, the whole team here, we, we workshop our menus every season. So we'll start with a spirit or an ingredient, and then we get to be really creative and, and make a whole project of it. And, then when we get the final product, it's, it's a drink that we're all really proud of for the whole menu. And that's super fun, just being able to be creative and, and work with new things. And the most fun cocktails to make, though, are definitely the ones that we get to create from scratch. When people take a sip and say, oh my god, this is delicious, or they just love it. And that's probably the most fun for me, the, the, the creativity behind it and making unique cocktails. That for me, that would be the most fun drink to make. Just the, the one that you start from scratch and then people are excited about. I'm Tyler. I live and work in Vail. Come see me at Sweet Basil. Welcome back to the TV8 Weather Center on this beautiful Saturday morning, first Saturday of Vail Mountain season. Let's take a look at today's weather forecast. Starting off around 8 a.m. this morning, we're looking at about 25 degrees, moving towards that high of 48 in the afternoon there. Sunny throughout the day with the winds coming from the west 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look at the hourly forecast there, again, 25 this morning, moving around to 39 about noon, 40 around 4 p.m. and then around 8 p.m. things are going to be starting to cool off expecting it to be about 31 degrees there. As we take a look at the I-70 corridor down in Denver we're looking at a high of 59 degrees over in Vail high of 48 Avon high of 50 and a high of 52 in Eagle nice and sunny all throughout the state today. As we take a look at the overnight forecast there, we've got that low of 17 degrees, clear skies all night with sun sunset, I should say, expected at about 455 tonight. Winds coming from the southeast, 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look at the rest of the week here, we've got Sunday, it is 57 degrees as our high. Monday, 59 degrees as our high. And then Tuesday, we've got a high of 58, nice and sunny all throughout the start of the week there. As we move into Wednesday, though, we've got some clouds moving in there with a high of 57 degrees. And then on Thursday, we've got a 30% chance of a wintry mix and a high of 45. So when you guys get out there and enjoy the sun, enjoy the skiing and the sun there on Bale's opening day. But we've got a little bit more stuffing coming up right after this. Welcome back. We are here with Emily Davis. Our sausage is cooked. We are making delicious stuffing for our holiday tables. So what do we need to do next? So the sausage is cooked. That really just took maybe eight minutes or so. And then we're going to add the apple and herbs. 
because um, just a reminder that those don't need to cook very long at all, and so that's your, your final step before you put everything together. So um, I've just, this was a pretty big apple. I've just used half of it. You could use more, but you can just kind of see I've, I've chopped it up. Um, what you know, type of apple? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Um, this happens to be a Honeycrisp, but yeah, the short answer is it doesn't matter. Um, I think the Honeycrisp are a little bit more flavorful and sweet, and I definitely do like the contrast of the salty and fatty and sweet, so that's just my preference. Um, but so we're just going to add it to the sausage. And yeah, it looks to me it looks like that's plenty. I, I wouldn't do more. Um, like I said, that's just half the apple. And then the herbs, you can kind of see I've just minced um, the rosemary and sage, and then we're going to add in the thyme just from... Um, from I don't know what to call it. Off, off the stem. I don't. I don't need to cut that one. I don't know how to say it. It smells. Your dishes always have such great aroma. It's really the the fresh herbs are really going to do that for you. So, these. I mean, these are affordable. You can find them almost anywhere. Um, they're not hard to use. So, like I was saying before, the time I'm just with my fingers going to pull them off and they're small enough that I don't need to mince them like I did the others. About a teaspoon. That's it, you just pull them off? That's it, yeah. So I'm just, that's how I'm using those fresh herbs. And again, I'm just gonna. So this doesn't need to cook very long because once again, you're putting it in the oven and you've already cooked the sausage. Exactly, yep. So apples and herbs go in the very last step. We're not really cooking more than a minute or so, just to kind of incorporate. And then the last step, um, like I said, I've already roasted the, um, I'm using sweet potato, and so I'm gonna add it. Go ahead and add that in. Oh, just dump this in there. Yeah. I was gonna do it the other way around. And you could, honestly, it probably doesn't matter, but this will incorporate maybe a little better. And then the other thing I would say is, um, we're, we're gonna put this in the oven, and if you're using an oven-safe skillet like I am here today, then you can just keep it here, right? Then you're gonna put this directly in the oven for about 30 minutes. If you don't have an oven-safe skillet, cook it like we've been doing, and then you're gonna put it into a baking dish. So I just, I brought both so that you could see a couple of options. So I'm just gonna incorporate this Um, and then the only other ingredient, it is optional, um, but if you like your stuffing to kind of hold together a little bit more, um, more than what you see here, then you would add an egg at the very end. And so that's going to help um, the mixture kind of... So be more of a stuffing, traditional bread stuffing yeah, consistency? Yeah, exactly. And if you're using the egg, then it's going to need to be about 30 minutes in the oven. If you're not using the egg, we've already kind of pre-cooked this. It's only going to need about 15 minutes in the oven. So know that that's going to be different. So if you don't use the egg, it's just going to be more like what you see here. Exactly. Just a little bit more. Not mm -hmm. as together. Yep, exactly. 
And just just because I can't really show you that whole process, I'm not going to add the egg, but that this is when you would do it. You would just um, whisk it in a bowl um, together, the, the egg whites and the yolk, and then you would add it, not crack it on top. Right. So that's what you would do. And then that's it. That's it. That's it. So really, I mean, this came together in about 30 minutes. It's really just a handful of ingredients. Oh, I lied. You'd add the cranberries. I almost forgot my cranberries. Is this something you could make ahead and put in the fridge or freezer? I think so. And then even like I prepped um, and roasted the veggies last night and I don't, I don't think that's gonna matter at all either. And so if you wanted to prep something the night before to make day of prep a little easier, then that's an option. Always important. And oven space, too. Oven space. It's nice exactly. this recipe is pretty adaptable for that. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, this, this really is, I think, a, a great alternative, like we talked about, someone who needs to um, eliminate certain ingredients um, but still wants to feel part of, you know, the, the festivities. Like, this would be something um, that would be great to bring to a family or a work gathering or something. Like, that's, that's one tip, I guess, I always talk about with clients who ask me this is, um, you know, take, take control of that. Don't show up to a party empty-handed and think, like, there's nothing for me to eat. Bring something and know that you can, at the very least, eat this, you know? And while you're cutting a lot of stuff you don't want, you're not cutting flavor. It's going to be delicious, and you might not even miss traditional stuffing. I don't think you will. I haven't I, tried it yet, but yeah, I'm I don't think I don't sure think I'd will. miss it either. And and there's variations to, you know, lots of holiday favorites. Um, this just seems to be one that I get asked about a lot, and so I wanted to show um, an alternative. So, and you that's mentioned it. that it, this is Playo, right? It's Paleo, yeah, paleo. yeah, meaning so paleo, kind of going to like paleolithic ancestors. The theory is just that we didn't have grains, and so it's not even just gluten, but someone following a paleo diet wouldn't be including any type of grain at all. So, And I know you have a certification in that as well. Yeah, I do. So I'm an autoimmune paleo coach, um, work with a lot of people with, yeah, autoimmune disease um, is one of my specialties, so... Which I'm sure is very helpful for many people, is that's a, yeah, a yeah. way that many people need to eat now. Yeah, and it's becoming, for lots of different reasons, a lot of people um, are being diagnosed with autoimmune diseases. So, yep. What else will you have on your holiday table? So this year, I actually plan a menu for um, a recovery center. I think I might have mentioned on here before, I plan their holiday menu, and we've got, there's a farm that I'm, uh, affiliated with locally, um, and I'm going to get the turkey from from the farm. Um, we're, I'm probably going to do this recipe, so a paleo-style stuffing. We're going to do some roasted veggies. Um, we're going to do a mashed cauliflower versus a potato. Um, pumpkin panna cotta, I think, is what we're doing, too. So variations on some some favorites, but definitely a healthier twist. It all sounds delicious. Can we all come? Yes, you're all invited. <laughs> Where can we get more information about you, Emily, and everything you're doing? So probably my website is the best place, wholeessentialsnutrition.com. You can also find me on Instagram under that name. Um, but yeah, either place is probably a good place to start.
Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. Always yeah. appreciate you spending time with us in our kitchen. And this looks absolutely delicious. It's going to be on my table. So thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with Good morning, Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8, así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast, nuestra página web tvadel.com y nuestra página de Facebook TV8 Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Do you have an interesting hobby or skill you'd like to share for Vale Valley? We want to hear from you. We're looking for people to share their musical, artistic, culinary, woodworking, athletic, or technical talents on Good Morning Vale. If you'd like to share your talents with the community, email danielle at tvavale.com. Join the community conversation. There's more for you on 92. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. So Veterans Day is coming up, and as we know, our community would not be here without the veterans, specifically the veterans of the 10th Mountain Division. And joining me on the couch is Andrew Atkins and Rogelio Caballero, two local veterans and an active duty Marine. How are you guys doing today? Well, it's a little early, Ben, <laughs> but, but we're here. <laughs> Definitely can be a little bit early on the couch with all the lights and everything. Yeah. I hope you guys had some coffee. Oh, thank you very much. We did. Well, welcome to the show. Um, so, Rogelio, you are a Marine Reservist, correct? Correct, yeah. And 
Andrew, you are a former Army JAG officer. Yeah, I was a lieutenant colonel in the Army. Awesome. So, we'll start with you, Rogelio. Just tell us a little bit about what brought you to the Marines and how you got started with your service. So, how I got uh, started. So, uh, back in 2019, I decided to join. Back in December, so it's gonna gonna be turning four years soon. Um, So, yeah, I just needed that discipline. I just needed that, um, you know, become part of something bigger. And, you know, I decided to join the Marines. You know, I, I hadn't had anyone in my family that had joined the military before. So, yeah, I decided to join, and, yeah, four years in December, so nothing too bad. Yeah. Awesome. So what brought you to the Marines, and why did you choose the reserves as opposed to active duty or as opposed to going to college first or some of the other options that are available to kids your age? So um, what brought me to the Marine Corps specifically I guess they just the recruiter got to me first, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the reason I decided to join reserves was specifically because it's like at that point, at that point in my life, um, I my parents would just get very sick pretty often. So it's like I wanted to be close to home, but at this at the same time, I did want to serve my my country. So and then college is college wasn't for me. So. Outside. Well, and it also gives you a lot of education opportunities, correct? Correct. And uh, sets you up for the opportunity for a career after the fact. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of careers and service, so, Andrew, you started off as um, a tank tank, officer, Yeah, tank commander. Yeah. And then you ended up going to law school through the Army, correct? Yeah, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, the Army paid for me to go to college at West Point, which is basically free. Uh, you sign up for, with a large commitment afterwards. And then when I was in active duty as a tank commander, I just realized I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that forever, uh, but I did want to stay in uniform. And I applied for a program where they send you to law school at more or less any school you can get into in the country. You got to get in, you got to take the LSAT, and then you go and you're active duty while you're in school. Again, you, you tack on a service commitment at the end. And so by the time I was all done, I had about 13 years of service commitment uh, with, with the school built in. But I imagine that saves you from having to pick up an extra child while you're in law <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it definitely is a huge financial uh, benefit that, that I'm very grateful for. And then after you graduated law school, you spent quite a while with the Army as a JAG officer, correct? I did, yeah. So I started uh, in 2000 in uniform. I, I started as, a, as an Army JAG in uh, 2007. And, uh, you know, you start as a prosecutor or as d- doing legal aid on, on base for soldiers who have issues with their landlords or their, you know, a, a child custody thing or any, any number of things they might need an attorney for. But eventually I got into more of the business of running the Army. So, you know, how the money works investigating things that are, you know, safety mishaps or some misconduct, uh, and then helping senior commanders think about how to run their, their organizations, sometimes in combat. So, and at one point you were the legal assistant or legal advisor for the chairman of Joint Chiefs staff, correct? I, I was one, one of them. We, he, had, he had, or, well, the, the chairman has a team of about 15 attorneys and they're drawn from all the services, which was super fun. I mean, you spend a lot of time in the Army, or in Rogelio's case, the, the Marines, and then you go into the Pentagon or some other places where you're packed together. And so my boss was a Navy Admiral, and 
his assistant was a, another Navy guy. I worked alongside Coast Guard officers, and that really, uh, at, you know, coming into like 18, 19 years of service, that was exhilarating, just to see the, the synthesis of the different cultures of the different services. Well, and I bet the caliber of the people you were working with there at the Pentagon was just unbelievable. It, it is, yeah. I mean, you definitely collect some some very hardworking people there. Now, I, I will say, not everyone's drawn to service in the Pentagon, right? I mean, it's it's desk duty, frankly. And someone out there on the front lines in the mud at Fort Bragg or Camp Lejeune is working really hard, just as hard as someone in the Pentagon. And a lot of them are, you know, well, many of them, all of them, whatever, are just as high caliber. So I think people are drawn, as you get more senior, to do the the things that, that attract you more. Now, as a JAG, like, you can kind of think, well, there's a desk. That's probably where the JAG's going to be. That makes sense to me. And I know I personally, I am not one who is well-suited for any type of desk work. <laughs> Make me answer emails for an hour, and I'm already losing my mind. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. After you guys are involved with your military service, your service to the community doesn't end there, does it? I don't think so. No, no, definitely not. No, because no. you guys are both pretty heavily involved in local community here, it, beyond your involvement with the military. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Eagle Valley Community Foundation? All right. So um, we both work at the Eagle Valley Community Foundation. I specifically work at the community market. So we have two locations, one in Gypsum and uh, one in Edwards. Uh, I'm a supervisor at the one in Edwards. But yeah, so um, it gives the opportunity for people to go get food. Um, there's no uh, denying anyone, but yeah, you just go get food and it's completely free. So yeah, like especially in the county that we live, it, it gets pretty expensive. So it, it, yeah, we're it, trying to help that out. That is a critical service here. I mean, the cost of living in the Vale Valley in particular is absolutely astronomical. And it's something that I, regardless of what you're involved in, whether you're a school teacher, working on the mountain, a lot of people can find themselves in that position where they need a little bit of help, especially with some of the essentials, whether it be food, medical aid, anything like that. And one of the great things about the Eagle Valley Community Foundation is how you guys provide that assistance. And Andrew, you're one of the members of the board, correct? I am, yeah. I, when we, uh, my wife and I, you know, we retired out of the Army uh, about 2021. We were living in Washington, D.C., and, and after a, a few months, we decided we wanted to come home to Colorado. And we were very intentional about where we wanted to volunteer. Uh, my wife is a, a court-appointed special advocate with the 5th Judicial District, helping uh, with really tough, neglected children, uh, uh, child abuse cases in the courts. Uh, and then I felt drawn to the Community Foundation because it's, you know, it's, its mission is uh, preventive health and uh, nutrition and connecting people to uh, social services. And just from my experience, there, there are a lot of reasons that that to me is, is an essential part of, of societal stability and opportunity. But in the context of serving in the military, uh, you know, the military, you get a lot of people who are from, frankly, pretty tough economic backgrounds, and they get to sign up and serve. And let's say they get married and they have children. Well, they're getting housing allowance, and they're getting a food allowance, and things like that. And there, there's there's schooling on the base, and daycare, and things like that. And seeing what's possible with services that just to help someone who's really struggling to get to move up or to not fall below the poverty line, I, I saw in the community foundation that happening in our community. Now, in the military, obviously, the government's providing that. Here, we're very fortunate that we have a lot of donors who really feel the same calling that we do and you know, put their money and their time forward to support the foundation and make our programs possible. It's absolutely incredible. And it's one of the great things about this community is how there's so much 
willingness to help each other and so much outreach here. But despite all of that outreach, it is kind of a thing where people can get pretty easily isolated out here. And it's one of the great things about the Community Foundation is trying to help connect people to the services that they might need or the people that might be able to help them. So let me just change a little bit before I let you guys go. And since you served in 20 years in the military, let, let me ask you, what did you see change over that period of time? It, you know, when I came into the military, it was, uh, so I, I went to West Point starting in 1996, and then I graduated, I commissioned as a, a second lieutenant in tanks in 2000. Tanks at the time, it was all men. Tanks now, uh, your daughter or sister can serve and be a tank commander just as much as I could. Uh, when I came in, there was a lot of the chest-thumping, you know, boys' club bravado. We had a mandatory beer call every Friday afternoon at the officers' club, and that you did not miss that. And it got out of hand every week. And you know, that kind of thing it was not for everybody. And as the uh, you know, our country was attacked on 9/11, and we found ourselves into conflicts. And the need for people to serve was was greater than the need for bravado and buffoonery. And I remember one time a colonel I was working for, he was frustrated with some kind of bureaucratic thing that was affecting whether a particular soldier could continue serving. And she met all the requirements and there were certain reasons why she was not eligible to do whatever it is that she wanted to do. And he said to me, I was his attorney and I was bringing the paperwork and representing like, well, the government's position is this, like this is what the rule said. And he said, I got it, I got it, man. But I just need people who can go and fight the enemy and she's qualified. Why can't she go to Afghanistan with us? This is stupid. And that, that was really a, a telling moment for me. Uh, and it made me appreciate the uh, diversity, but also the, just what I think viewed as an increase in professionalism at all costs in the military and sort of casting away things that were important parts of our tradition and our, and our, our culture for 60, 70, 200 years, whatever, uh, and bringing the military into what I think now is a, is a more inclusive place that, in my view, is more effective in, in light of how our society is today. It's different today than it was 60 years ago. But I, I saw the military, the culture of it change to be much more inclusive and expect more of people in a way that relates to how our you know, younger persons, Gen Z, whatever, think today. It makes a lot of sense, and it seems like a positive improvement in a lot of ways. I think so, yeah. Well, I would love to talk to you guys a little bit more, but unfortunately, we have to take a quick break. All so. Right. If you have time, I would love to talk to you a little bit more, but unfortunately, we got to go. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> thank, thank you guys you. so much for joining us. It, Andrew Atkins and Rogelio Caballero, Correct. thank you guys, and thank you so much for your service. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, ben. Well, we'll be right back after a short break. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. America was built on a love for the outdoors. We are a nation of sportsmen, blessed with magnificent natural resources. With broad interests across water and field, we are united in our devotion to nature and conservation. Join us every week for the best shows, 
celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Outdoor America. Live free. You're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Our independent news hour offers diverse perspectives and unique opinions often unheard in the mainstream media, live as the news unfolds. Tune in for Democracy Now!, The War and Peace Report, weekday mornings at 9 and evenings at 6 on TV8 Vail, Comcast Xfinity, Channel 92. There's more for you on Channel 92. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Just once again, thank you so much to Andrew Atkins and Rogelio Caballero for stopping by. But up next, we are tossing over to The Crucible over at Battle Mountain, where their theater company is performing the last show tonight. So make sure if you have the opportunity to go check that out over at Battle Mountain High School. But let's hear from the cast right now. Now, welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I am so excited because I have got the cast of Battle Mountain High School's The Crucible joining me here today, and it's just very exciting to see these young and energetic performers joining me here. Levi, how are you? Doing great <laughs> this morning. Thank you so well, much for having us. Excellent. So tell me about The Crucible, and tell me about your role working with the students. Sure. Uh, the Crucible is a story set in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1690s. Arthur Miller is the author of this play, and it follows the story of a small town there as they experience the witch trials. Um, and it's also an allegory for McCarthyism and the Red Scare that we experienced during the Cold War. So that's the, the briefest synopsis I can probably give of that. And my role, I'm one of three directors of The Crucible, um, and we have been splitting up responsibilities in terms of running rehearsals, um, which has been great because I used to be one of two, and so it has been a lot easier for me this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love this, and we've got the cast joining us. So is this the full cast that's here, or do we have a few more people? <laughs> no, no, not, not even close. We have 27 actors in the cast in addition to eight students on crew. Um, so yeah, just a small fraction of the cast here this morning. Well, that's amazing. Well, I would love to hear from the cast. So I want to ask you who you are and who your characters are. So tell me a little bit about that. We'll start with you. 
My name is Jody Preza, um, and I play Giles Corey. Great. And who are you? My name is Willem Rower, and I play the role of John Proctor. Wonderful. My name is Silas Heafy, and I play the role of Reverend John Hale. My name is Bodie LaCrosse, and I play Deputy Governor Danforth. Sounds like you two have some very important roles. Everyone does, but <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. I'm you. Phoenix Wellbaum, and I play Abigail Williams. Great. I'm Jenna Kisker, and I play one of the girls. Okay. My name is Gabriella Gallegos, and I play Rebecca Nurse. I'm Sophia Klunder, and I play Ann Putnam. Awesome. Well, this is great to have you all here. I think it's, uh, it's very exciting what you're doing. So I would love to ask, who wants to share one of their favorite rehearsal stories so far? <laughs> we'll start with you. How about that? <laughs> I don't have one that comes to mind. So. Well, what's been your favorite part about being part of this production? I guess, like, being, like, a part of, well, having more time with my friends and them supporting me, of course, because support really comes in a huge role once you, like, I mean, this is my first show, after all, and you know, that support kind of like, it's nice to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned this is your first show. So what, um, what are you most excited about coming up for the performance? Mm. Does that, somebody else want to take that question? <laughs> um, for me, probably just being able to run the whole thing and have it come together because one of my favorite parts about rehearsal in general is you start out with just so many disparate scenes, just completely disconnected. You have one bit here and one bit there and yada, yada, yada. And then within the last like week or two, it's finally able to come together. You're able to do full runs. And by now, I think it's really forming together. And it's very, I guess, beautiful to see kind of what we've been able to create. I love that. I think it, this is just going to be so much fun to watch. Now, I would love to ask, what has been the most interesting piece of rehearsal? The, the most interesting piece of rehearsal? Let me think. It's probably discovering our characters um, and watching that development happen. So when we first get to rehearsal, you know, back in September, um, everyone's kind of not really sure where they want to go with things. And you know everyone as your friends, right? Um, you know their personality. Um, you know kind of how they act socially. And then as time goes on, you see them turn into someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool to see. And there's a certain magic in the air that kind of appears in the last two weeks of the show, which is where we're at right now, right? Um, and it's just cool to go on stage and be able to look into their eyes and see that is a different person now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, I, that's very impressive. You know, it is interesting to see your friends that you go to normal school and classes with every day, and then all of a sudden you're in this new imaginary space in this world, and you're bringing it to life for not only each other, but also for your audience. Now, ladies, I'm going to come over here to you. I would love to ask, what, what was the audition process like for you? Oh, wow. Um, it was really easy, honestly. These, I've been to a lot, of, a lot of auditions in my time, and my auditions at Battle Mountain are by far the most comfortable because they're just right there you do your piece you already know them and and it's it's obviously stressful but I mean I, I picked out a monologue practiced it and you go up there and you just got to give it and that's all you got because we didn't do callbacks for this one and it felt really comfortable and easy that's great now I'd love to ask you how many years have you been part of the drama club and and about the performing so tell me a little bit about that so this is my third year in theater. I usually just do the plays. Um, I'm not really a musical person. 
And the thing about the plays are it's really just such a great community of people together. I was a little worried going into this play because it's a lot more dramatic than what I've done in the past, but I felt really comfortable and I feel like I've gotten a lot better as an actress with it. That's great. Now, this play, The Crucible, it is, it's a very intense and, and interesting and serious play. Now, what would you say has been the most um, impactful moment throughout the play? That to you. Um, just really trying to go into the world and seeing how different things were back then. Um, things were very dramatic in a lot of ways. Um, they leapt to a lot of extremes and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting to see how that corresponds into the play, for sure. Now, I have a question for you. What, uh, what has been the piece of advice you would give to anybody else that wants to audition or to be part of, of, of this theater crew? I would say, um, well, obviously, you would want to talk to Walker because he is one of the most supportive people. In, like, in the, he's the director, one of, well, one of them. Um, and you just you kind of got to go for it because you get in the audition, you do it, and then that's that. And then even if you don't get a lead, uh, in the musical, you'll be an ensemble, or you can get a smaller speaking role. Um, and it's it's just an amazing community to be a part of because we treat each other like family, and you just you, you got to talk to people in it because then you'll understand just how much we all like each other. I love that answer. And you can definitely feel the cohesiveness between all of you. Now, last but not least, what are you hoping the audience will get out of viewing the play? I'm hoping that they'll be immersed in the world and hopefully understand the story to, like, an impactful level. Because for us, we all are, like, after spending the past three months on this, very familiar with the story and understand the characters and their motivations. And I hope that will come across to the audience and they'll be just immersed in this world that we've created. Oh, it definitely sounds so exciting and interesting. And you all are so well-spoken, so I imagine the play is just absolutely incredible. Now, tell us, where can we go for tickets, more information? How long is the play running? Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the Crucible is November 9th, 10th, and 11th. That opens tomorrow, 7 p.m. at Battle Mountain High School's Auditorium in Edwards. Tickets are $10, and we are using a new system for ticketing at Battle Mountain this year, so they are only available at the door. Uh, we will have them on sale starting at 6 p.m. each night, and the doors open at 6.30 for the 7 p.m. show. Awesome. You have it here. We've got the cast of The Crucible at Battle Mountain High School, 9th, 10th, and 11th of November, and you can buy tickets at the door, $10. Very excited. Guys, thanks so much for coming. Best of luck to you. Break a leg. It's going to be an incredible performance. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Now, we are coming to the end of our show. We'll be right back after this. Eyepieces of Veil has been a fixture in the Veil community for over 30 years. From designer frames and sunglasses to high-performance sports frames, prescription goggles and in-demand accessories like helmets, goggle lenses, and foldable reading glasses, our inventory raises the optical bar. Visit one of our seven locations today and see why generations of loyal customers return time after time for our unmatched service and inventory. Eyepieces, the art of vision. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. 
Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind. Body. Beauty. You're watching K34QB, Vale, Colorado. Welcome to the second hour of Good Morning Vale here on Saturday, November 11th. I definitely said the 12th, the first hour, but it is the 11th today. And we've got Abbey Dog Whiskey coming in to talk about their new whiskey brand and the partnership with 10th Mountain Whiskey. We've got Avija showing us a delicious pre-made turkey meal that you can get. And we've also got me in the kitchen making a tasty hot chocolate treat that you can send to all of your friends this holiday season. Your second hour of Good Morning Vale starts right now. Map Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Think Big features top kid inventors who face off against each other to see who can come up with the most innovative and creative invention. And Think Big kids acquire and showcase their skills in creativity, science, marketing, design, and don't forget, teamwork. Check your local listings and watch the world's most innovative kids. They create and invent new toys, games, websites, and new modes of transportation. Tune in to Think Big. America was built on a love for the outdoors. We are a nation of sportsmen, blessed with magnificent natural resources. With broad interests across water and field, we are united in our devotion to nature and conservation. Join us every week for the best shows celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Outdoor America. Live Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Hi, I'm Gretchen Fleshaw, host at TVA Vale. From fashion to food, from film to festivals, experience a unique look at the boutiques, spas, restaurants, and venues that make the Valley so special. 
Join me for Glitz and Glam. Find it in Good Morning Vale or at our website at tv8vale.com. I can't wait for our next adventure. Dog Tales is America's premier dog lovers magazine show. This series is all about dogs and the people who love them. Featuring dogs of all sizes, shapes, and breeds, keeping you up to date with all the latest news from the dog world. Sit back and enjoy a fun program for the whole family. Check your local listings and tune in to Dog Tales. So let's start this second hour off in Good Morning Vale here with a quick look at today's weather. Starting off around 8 a.m. this morning at about 40, not 40, 25 degrees, moving on to a high of 48 towards the afternoon. Nice and sunny throughout the day with winds coming from the west 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look at the hourly forecast there, again, starting off this morning in the mid-20s, moving around to 38 about noon, 40 around 4 p.m. when the lifts are about to close for that opening weekend, and then clear skies cooling off at about 31 degrees there at 8 p.m. As we take a look at the I-70 corridor there, starting off in Denver, we're about 58 degrees, 59 degrees there as our high, 48 degrees as our high in Vail, 50 as our high in Avon, and 52 as our high there in Eagle. Nice and sunny throughout the state of Colorado here this morning. And then as we take a look at the overnight there, our low of 17 degrees, clear skies with sunset at about 4.55 p.m. tonight. Winds coming from the southeast 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look there at the rest of the week, it's going to be nice and sunny here on Sunday with a high of 57 to round out our weekend. Starting our week off nice and sunny there on Monday with a high of 59, a high of 58 on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we're looking at a high of 57 with some clouds starting to move in there. And then on Thursday we've got that 30% chance of a wintry mix and a high of 47. Now, we're going to take it off to Avi Dog Whiskey and their partnership with 10th Mountain Whiskey here in the local Vale Valley. So, let's take it away. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. We are now joined on the couch by Ryan from 10th Mountain Whiskey and the founders of Avi Dog, a new whiskey product for us. Would you guys introduce yourselves for us? Uh, my name is Chris Mongo Reeder, and I'm the director of Vale Ski Patrol and a co-founder of Avi Dog. My name is Mike Kang. I'm also a co-founder of Avi Dog and a longtime friend of Chris's and Ryan's. Great. So. Tell us a little bit about the history behind the Avidog brand and kind of what you guys are doing with this new product. Sure. Uh, on Ski Patrol, we're always kind of looking for new ways to uh, fundraise and uh, benefit our local community and ways to give back. And that's kind of the foundation of where Avidog came from, um, pairing our Avidog program and the success with those dogs and the popularity of those dogs into efforts to be able to uh, support that. Um, it turns into uh, t-shirt sales and hat sales and, uh, and exposure through uh, different media outlets and appearances and things like that. Um, the actual Avi Dog brand of bourbon was originally uh, thought up as a, a wine brand and a partnership with a, a vineyard. And um, they did a run of 
what was wine, and uh, we were able to raise a bunch of money, so that kind of got the wheels turning, and uh, we're not really wine guys, so at the time, we decided that uh, maybe along the lines of uh, someday uh, another opportunity might come around with something that we're a little bit more aligned with, like a, like a bourbon. Well, and how did 10 Fountain Whiskey get involved? Did... You know, uh, through the process of trying to find a partner in the bourbon industry, we were uh, overlooking the obvious, I would say, for a little while. And uh, during COVID, it was, uh, a, a, it was a tough struggle to try to find um, suppliers of bourbon. Um, it's in high demand, and especially during COVID, it was uh, pretty hard to come by. And so uh, I think that we were guilty of of looking beyond um, what was now obvious. Um, once we started to look locally and uh, uh, we were put in touch with Ryan from a friend, um, it, it seemed like a, a perfect relationship and, and it kind of grew from there. Well, in Tenth West, he's got quite a history of working with nonprofits throughout the Valley, especially in the first responder and veteran space. And so I mentioned it's a natural partnership for you guys. Yeah, it's a natural partnership in a number of ways. Uh, Vail Mountain being founded by a 10th Mountain vet, uh, Henry being the first Avi rescue dog on Vail Mountain, being a service dog himself. Uh, when Mongo and, and Kanger came to, my, came to me and, and told me about the project they were thinking about doing and pursuing, uh, it was an immediate yes. Uh, I was excited about it. It had checked all the right boxes for us, and so uh, not only is it a, a fun brand and, and a fun reason to, to um, start doing uh, some business with these guys, but also their uh, philanthropic efforts as well that they're focused on uh, really resonates with us too. So, and Is there a particular program right now that the proceeds from this run of whiskey is going towards? Do you want to name off a few? Uh, Kanger, why don't you... Sure. Yeah. Um, right now, we're benefiting Vail Avalanche Rescue Dogs, obviously, and then um, CRAD, which is Colorado Rapid Avalanche Deployment, and that's when they fly the dogs around into um, AVI zones in, in the helicopters. And then the uh, National Foundation that we've identified is uh, Canines for Warriors, and that's when they rescue high-kill... Um, or rescue dogs from high-kill rescue shelters. Uh, I believe 80% of the dogs are from uh, high-kill rescue shelters, and then they donate them to vets that are affected by PTSD, traumatic brain injuries. So they're essentially saving and trying to save two lives. So Fantastic. So with these two particular bottles here, there's a little bit of a difference. And why don't you guys tell us something about the specific whiskeys in here? For sure. Well, um, kind of the unique thing about this, these bottles of whiskey is this was the first bottle of whiskey, I believe, that was actually a barrel selection by a dog. Uh, Henry himself, um, he's not with us anymore, but uh, last summer we went for a, uh, for a barrel selection process at 10th Mountain, and Henry was with us, and we narrowed the selection down to two barrels, and then we set the two barrels out and had a bowl of whiskey in front of each of them, and I kind of taught Henry what the game was going to be, and then we did a best two out of three, and Henry actually selected the the first barrel of whiskey to go into the Avidog bottle. And so that's kind of a unique story between the two. So there's two different versions. There's one that's uh, straight out of the barrel, and that is the barrel select that uh, 115 proof that's bottled at right now. And then there's also an 80 proof version of the same thing. Well, fantastic. And so with the 80 proof version and the higher proof, you guys have one of them aged a little bit longer than the other one? No. 
Nope. No, they're both aged two years in the barrel. Fantastic. What gives this one the darker color here? Um, it's a... Well, do you want to answer Yeah, sure. Yeah, The darker color, it's a, it's a great question, yeah. right? And then it's a lot of something that people uh, notice uh, straight off the bat. And, and so the darker color is 115 proof. And then we use a reverse osmosis water to uh, proof down the same exact whiskey, but down to 80 proof. So it might be a little more approachable to some novice whiskey drinkers that still want to partake and be part of the brand and enjoy our whiskey, but maybe uh, don't gravitate towards the higher proof 115. So... That's the difference in the color and the darkness. It's um, plus, you can enjoy it for a little bit longer. Can enjoy it a little bit longer. <laughs> well, yes. So I've been down to your facility there in Gypsum, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. You want to tell us a little bit about your process and how you guys are developing these whiskeys? And well, first of all, thank you. Yet? I appreciate that. And so our distillery is in Gypsum. Uh, it's a 7,000-square-foot facility. We have a tasting room there. It's open six days a week. We use a 500-gallon batch system. So every, all the uh, whiskey that comes out of our uh, location is a 500-gallon batch system. We have a 500-gallon combination pot column still. And uh, we do everything by hand there from uh, the whole cooking, uh, fermentation, distillation process uh, to bottling and labeling. These guys have come down and helped us do uh, some, some bottling and labeling on the Abbey Dog brand. And, and so uh, we're open to tours uh, six days a week and uh, open to the public to come join us and hang out and check out our process. So Fantastic. And so let's go back to the Abbey Dogs a little bit. I know that Vail Mountain has definitely really been kind of promoting their Abbey Dog program a lot more in recent years. And with Henry being the original Abbey Dog, tell, tell us a little bit about Henry. Um, well, Henry was our first. We already said that. That was how we developed the program, and uh, I pitched it originally with Henry, and uh, it was accepted, and so it was, it was a fun process of figuring it out as we went. You know, there was a lot of background and legwork that I did beforehand, going to different dog seminars and things like that, and, and uh, tapping into as many training resources as I could find, but then actually figuring out the program is kind of more of a boots on the ground, and, and figuring it out, figuring out what parts of the program cater best to whatever your operation is. And at Vail, um, a lot of our operation, it's uh, unfortunate that Abbey Dogs don't have a higher success rate when you're looking for something, uh, when you're looking for someone that's in need of that kind of assistance. You know, it's, uh, um, it's, much, it's a much more useful tool to be able to use our Abbey Dogs uh, on the front end educationally, and, and we use them a lot in that purpose. So the Abbey Dogs create an approachability with patrol and a connection that, especially with our local schools and stuff, um, allows us to be able to get in front of, of these kids and have that audience and have a little bit better engagement with them. And to be honest, that is the, uh, the most beneficial side of having our avalanche rescue dog program is the educational side. Um, anybody that is going into the backcountry uh, to participate with a plan, with their plan being that we have avalanche rescue dogs available up top if something happens, yeah. um, that's, that's not a good plan going into the backcountry. Um, just a, uh, a simple side effect of the geography of where accidents happen and the reality that live finds in avalanche terrain happen within 15 minutes. And that window is your partner. It's not a phone call to a professional rescue agency that goes through a number of dispatchers and then a helicopter is sent to pick up the resource and flown out there. That's a, a unfortunately not a successful plan most of the time. And sometimes it can take 15 minutes just to get your ski boots on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that's that's kind of the foundation of our, our our avalanche rescue dog program and kind of how it's transitioned over the years. Um, and we're at six dogs now. We have two new pups, and there's another one on the way. And so it's an ongoing evolution. Fantastic. And I, I mean, I'm sure you know better than I, but I would imagine that on Vale Mountain, <clears throat> burials aren't a terribly huge concern. I mean, I know people get tree welled occasionally, but inbound mm-hmm. slides hardly ever happen in terrain where people are. So I would imagine you guys get a lot more work with the dogs, you know, partnering with CRAD. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that brings up a common misconception, too, is that, uh, um, that there is some sort of ski patrol presence in the backcountry. You know, when you're skiing at a resort uh, for Vail, uh, at Vail, for example, we have 120 ski patrollers that are all working full-time to mitigate those avalanche risks within the ski area boundary. As soon as you go under that road, through one of those backcountry access gates and leave the ski area, then you get none of that. And it's you're completely reliant on having done your homework and understanding what the snowpack looks like and training with the gear in case things go wrong and having that right partner with you, too. Because once you guys get out of the gates of the resort, right, you're now in the territory for the sheriff's department and mountain rescue, and those guys have to stage and come out to get you, and that just takes longer. Exactly, and that and that is part of the partnership that we have with the Summit County and, and Eagle County Search and Rescue groups that we're available as a resource for them, but you're right, that takes time. So... If people are interested in picking up some Abbey Dog whiskey and helping to support you guys, do you guys have any events coming up, or where can they purchase it? Uh, they're for sale at both of our tasting rooms at uh, our distillery in Gypsum and then at our tasting room on Bridge Street, right when you cross the covered bridge, the first shop on the right. So they're available there uh, retail-wise. So, Then just quick aside, easily the prettiest bar of the valley. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that, nice. like, wood coloring and everything. It's Thank fantastic. You. And the location overlooking Gore Creek right there, it's absolutely terrific. Yeah. And, and you'll often catch some ski patrol hanging out there enjoying a glass after they get done with the work day, so. Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> well, fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of this fantastic information about the Abbey Dog program and the new whiskey fundraiser. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be right back after a short break. Good morning, Vale. Welcome aboard. Bobby Laurie and Nikki Noya have your ticket to everything you need for an on-the-go lifestyle. Grab your boarding pass. It's time to jet set. I'm Ben Belgrad, and I'm the owner of Drinking Vessels here at Bat Country Studios in Minturn. And I've been in the Valley for seven years. Um, I moved to the Valley because a friend helped me to get my vision off the ground, building my glass studio here, um, and being so close to snowboarding. So here at the studio, we're acting as a broker for 50 to 100 artists from around the country. We also offer glassblowing classes, and we bring many artists from around the country here to be able to work and create art collaboratively and be so close to skiing and all the activities we have here in the valley. Here at Drinking Vessels, we specialize in handmade glass drinkware from artists around the country and around the world. 
Some of these are produced as more of an item you could get in sets and kind of get different color options as time goes on. And some of these are completely one of a kind uh, and really high-end art that's unlike anything people have seen before. While I'm an artist myself here at the studio, I'm representing between 50 and 100 other artists from around the country. And most of these artists are able to spend most of their time working on their art while we help handle their marketing and their sales and the distribution and representation, allowing them more time to focus on their art. That's really my privilege in running this business is creating that support and providing that platform for this big group of artists that are part of a movement that's very important to me. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind. Body. Beauty. Coming up this season on Ready, Set, Renovate, real homeowners tackle really big renos. Welcome to the ugliest house in the neighborhood. <laughs> from before to after. If we go to the tile store one more time, only one of us is coming out alive. <laughs> well, I didn't know he was going to do all that. Between the budget and the timeline, it's makeover madness. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. As we're starting to move into the holiday season, I bet you're starting to think a little bit about Christmas gifts. And personally, I always like to make something and give those gifts away because I feel like it has a little bit more of a personal touch than just some random thing that I bought on Amazon. So up next, I'm going to show you guys how to make these delicious ice cream cone kits that are actually hot chocolate. So join me in the kitchen. Back to Good Morning Vale now. I'm loving these kitchen segments because that means we are approaching the holiday season. And approaching the holiday season, there's lots of fun things to do. So, Ben, you are going to show me something really fun to make, to yeah. give away as so gifts. One of the things that we've always done in my family in the holiday tradition is we've made a bunch of different homemade gifts. And one of the, like, all-time favorites is hot chocolate kits. <laughs> I love so, a good cup of hot chocolate. I mean, everybody loves hot chocolate in the summer, and as ski season's coming on, you know, we're getting to warm up. And so these kits are great. They look like little ice cream cones, and they are servings for four. And so there's everything you would need for four hot chocolates in there, toppings, everything. Awesome. Well, in honor of today's segment, I actually had a cup of hot chocolate last night right before awesome. I went to bed. So I cannot wait to see how we make these fun and delicious kits. I drank way too much hot chocolate last night, making sure I had <laughs> everything ready and was prepared for everything to go. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to make our own Swiss mess. Awesome. I love that. You know, so, it's great about these two. You know, we are entering into the holiday season. You can use it as a gift, but you can throw it in a backpack and take it out on the mountain. So I think it's all purpose. Opening day tomorrow, you want something warm and delicious and festive. 
If we're really feeling ambitious and we want to make a huge batch, the batch would be good for up to a year just stored in a cool, dry place. So it's not something that we need to, like, rush out to make use of right now. Awesome. So let's get started. All right. Got this guy here. We've got a mixing bowl, of course, and got to have a whisk. (laughs) Far and away, my favorite kitchen thing is whisks. I just (laughs) love saying the word whisk. So we're going to start out here. We've got our two and a half cups of condensed milk. Okay. Or not condensed milk, powdered milk. Powdered condensed milk. milk would be a little bit wetter than this. <laughs> <laughs> Pour that guy in there. So that's two and a half cups. Yep. Two and a half cups of just normal powdered milk. And you can just get that at any grocery store. Great value. This particular one, Walmart. <laughs> And that's one of the other great things about this. It's a nice impact for the gift. It's, you know, really visually stunning. It's something that people are going to enjoy, going to be able to use, and it's really, really cheap to make. Awesome. So well, we like that. We like cost-friendly cost gifts. <laughs> exactly. After we've got our powdered milk in there, then we're after our baking cocoa. Okay. So, again, it's just standard baking chocolate, just like you would find at any grocery store. Pretty easy to be, you know... Fortunately, it's not very sweet. You so. don't have to have, like, a specific brand. You can just get any nope, kind. any kind. I mean, okay. I personally prefer, like, heavier cocoa contents, so mm-hmm. I went with a 70% here. Or actually, no, I think this one's 100%. Huh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to dump that guy right in there, too. Okay, so we've got our powdered milk, yep. our baking cocoa. Awesome. And our baking cocoa, we're only using a cup of baking cocoa. Okay. So it's going to be two and a half cups of milk, one cup of cocoa, and then we've got two cups here of powdered sugar or confectioner sugar, as opposed to like your granulated sugar, which you've got here. The reason we're using powdered sugar is it mixes in a lot better and creates a little bit more of a smoother consistency. And so we'll just go in there, try not to turn everything into a giant powdery smoke screen. <laughs> so you're just kind of layering everything in. Exactly. Layering everything in and then the whisking it all together. <laughs> and before, we're not quite done yet. So I'm just going to whisk our ingredients here together, make sure that we've got it all nice and mixed. And it's already starting to get a little bit of that nice chocolatey texture. It's you know, delicious. <laughs> exactly, right? It smells great. But now... We've got a couple more things to add before we're really done here. And our next big thing, and this is kind of our secret ingredient here, is cornstarch. Cornstarch. Okay. We're going to add a little bit of cornstarch. And what that's going to do is that's going to help it thicken up when we mix the water in Mm -hmm. if we're using water. Because we're designing this to use water. You can still use warm milk. You can still use whatever, you know, oat milk, almond milk, whatever drink you prefer. Mm -hmm. Because that little bit of, you know or that little bit of powdered milk here. It's not going to be dairy-free with the powdered milk, but that's going to allow you to use whatever liquid you prefer. But that cornstarch is going to help it be a little bit thicker and help it give that, you know, nice hot chocolate consistency that we're all so used to. And so we got our cornstarch here. Using the water, too, makes it easy when you're on the go if you exactly. have your preferred milk on hand. Exactly. Yeah. And so then our cornstarch here, we're using two teaspoons of cornstarch. And then we're also going to add just a little pinch of salt here. And that's going to give just that little bit of offset for the chocolate. I do like a sweet and salty flavor combination. So I think that's going to be delicious. And this is kind of our basic recipe here. If we really wanted to pump it up a notch, which we don't really have time for today. But what we would do is we would take our powdered milk Mm -hmm. and lay it out in a baking sheet and bake it for about 15 minutes. 
until it gets like a nice golden brown color. And that's going to give our hot chocolate a little bit of an extra carameliness to it. Interesting. A little bit of an extra depth to the flavor. And then... How did you learn our the last trick of dish. baking it? That was an Alton Brown thing <laughs> okay. that I picked up watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully he, somebody picks up and watches our show and will be making this hot and chocolate. <laughs> his other thing that he recommended was adding a dash of cayenne pepper. Yep. Um, so I we'll do to, that I here. I have to interrupt there. Oh, I yeah, love go for it. cayenne pepper in, mixed with chocolate. It is delicious. One of my favorite ice cream shops when I used to live in Nashville had a chocolate ice cream with a lot of cayenne pepper in it. So the fact that this is the warm version, I'm so excited. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we're just going to whisk all that in there real quick. And then our hot chocolate mix. You see all the, all the, uh, the residue coming up from the bowl. Right? I cannot wait to try it. <laughs> and that's it. Our hot chocolate mix is done. Easy. Yeah. Perfect. Pretty short, pretty simple. And okay, so, that's, so the main ingredients are? Main ingredients are two and a half cups of powdered milk, two cups of confectioner sugar, one cup of cocoa, and then two teaspoons of cornstarch, corn and then a pinch of salt and a pinch of cayenne pepper. Perfect layering of flavors, in my opinion. But now, (laughs) for what makes it special and makes it our big trick is we are going to use some clear piping bags. Okay. And we're going to take a cup of our mixture here, and we're just going to fill our piping bag with it. But first, we've got to put something down in the bottom here to kind of create a little bit of a tip for us. Okay. So, what do you think? Should we go with sprinkles or This is hard chips? to decide. I, I, I love anything with sprinkles in it. So, yeah, let's, go, right, with let's go with sprinkles. Yeah. You can never have too many sprinkles in my opinion. Exactly. Okay. And, I mean, in the one that we've got there, I found the hot chocolate, you know, using the chocolate chips, it kind of got mixed in a little bit at the bottom <laughs> there. So, easily the trickiest part, if you ask me, is just getting everything in here nice and layered. And not way overdoing it. <laughs> but this is this is up to your discretion, so you can put her as little or as much as you want. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. really, you kind of want to envision four cups of hot chocolate with okay. everything that you've got, because we're only going to have enough room in our um, piping bag here for about a cup of hot cocoa. Okay. Or a cup of hot cocoa mix. And okay. so it's a quarter cup of the mix to one mug of cocoa. So okay. these make about four mugs. Alright, so we're running out of time here, but let's go fill this up real fast and make our little... This is going to be fun watching you put this in there. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to do it myself because oh, you're going to hold that open hold for it. me. Okay, I'm here for that. Awesome. Alright. All right, I'm just going to keep it nice and stiff. Oh no! And it's a party. And it is a party on this Thursday morning on Good Morning Vale. Doing our best not to make a giant mess. A holiday party. And look at that. Gorgeous. We did it. (laughs) Somewhat. Almost. (laughs) But now to finish it off, to really create that, like, ice cream cone look, we're going to create a layer of... Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips right there. And this is Um, the fun part. You can really put whatever toppings that you like to put into your Exactly. And if we had a funnel... We could be a little bit cleaner up here in the top, or if we had a rag, we could just wipe that out real fast and keep everything nice and clean. But then to top it off, we've got to give it some marshmallows to really make it look 
and then like two to that. make it very holiday and festive if you were to tie it off on the top. This is whatever ribbon you want to. And we've got some exactly. pretty ribbon here. I'm just going to go ahead and cut a couple pieces. And then we just turn the top there. I'll let you do that. I'll do the tying. All right. Tie it off. And I'm a big fan of, you know, the uh, the curly Q ribbon. So I'm an expert, I'd like to say. All right. I'm the one that gets designated to do that whenever we're wrapping gifts in my Got to see household. the professional curly Q ribbons. All right. Well, we'll see how. I've never done it on a hot chocolate cone. So we'll see how that goes. You want to hold it? I will. Hold it. Awesome. So I think the fun part with, did you know the, the trick and the secret to this? You go the opposite side of the natural curl, and you just pull it up like that. Boom. Right. Magic. You do this side. Boom. And you just kind of. And then if you really want to set it off for your holiday gift, you know, wrapping it up with a card or a little bit of, like, Boom. some sort of notice, you know, and then also include a little, like, printout with the ingredients or something, mm -hmm. or just, you know, the instructions, not the ingredients, but cup of cocoa or one mug per quarter cup of mix and there'll be four in each cone all right well i know what i'm going to be doing in this commercial break making up a, a nice cup of hot cocoa i cannot oh, wait to we definitely it. have plenty of mixed up <laughs> we've got the cayenne pepper i love the secret ingredient a little bit of salt it's just uh quite delightful so i'm excited to try it thanks yep. for sharing today well thank you I, it was a blast <laughs> <laughs> i love learning people's holiday family recipes so this is just a really good one to, to implement my family has a bunch so we'll be back awesome sure. well stay tuned i'm gonna go make that cup of hot cocoa and then we'll be back with sports crock pots and more so stay tuned hour one is on our way Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Lisa Pascal. And I'm Andrea Jackson. Welcome to Life Love Shopping. Do you have any personal stories you can share? Do I? Yes, <laughs> I do. So, so even though you were... Some good deals, too good to miss on Flash Deals. Now check this out. Studies show spending time outdoors can help with depression, lowering blood pressure, and overall health and happiness. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. 
Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Good morning, Vale. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Let's take another quick look at today's weather there. At 8 a.m. this morning, we're looking at about 25 degrees, moving on towards a high of 48 here in the Avon at about noon-ish. Then we got winds coming from the west, 5 to 10 miles an hour, and nice and sunny throughout the day. As we take a look over at the hourly forecast there, again, pretty cold starting off this morning around 8 a.m., but warming up towards noon there, expecting about 39 degrees right around lunchtime. Moving on to 40 there in the later afternoon around 4 p.m., and then starting to cool off in the evening, expecting about 31 degrees around 8 as we take a look there at the I-70 corridor down in Denver, we're seeing it about 58 degrees, 59 degrees is our high, 48 degrees in Vail, 50 degrees in Avon, and 52 in Eagle. Nice and sunny all throughout the state of Colorado today. Then as we take a look at the overnight forecast, we're looking at a low of about 17 degrees, clear skies with sunset at about 4.55 p.m., winds from the southeast 5 to 10 miles an hour. And then as we take a look at the rest of the week, we're rounding off the weekend with a high of 57 and sunny on Sunday, starting off the work week on Monday, 59 and sunny, 58 and sunny on Tuesday. And then as we're looking into Wednesday, we're seeing some clouds move in, mostly sunny with a high of 57 on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we've got a 30% chance of a wintry mix and a high of 45 degrees. Now, if you guys are looking for a way to take care of that Thanksgiving meal nice and effectively and make sure it's absolutely top-notch, well, Avija and the Four Seasons have an answer for you. So let's check it out. Thanksgiving is just around the corner, and the Four Seasons Vale has an incredible to-go feast for those of us who would rather leave the cooking to the professionals. Our culinary team, uh, led by our executive chef, Simon Purvis, and our executive sous chef, Tafik, uh, they put together a really amazing spread. Two types of salad, and uh, then we have the turkey, family style, with also to share uh, sides, like uh, the for sure stuffing, gravy sauce, and we have mushroom and green peas uh, casserole, we have Brussels sprout crispy, and at the end also we have the, the pear or apple bite, depend on what you choose. I asked the chef to share his secrets for preparing such an exquisite turkey. You need to ground in the night for, with, uh, with white wine, little brandy and water and a lot of spices for 24 hours. And then next day we take it off and we, we cut some vegetables as mirepoix and we cook it in the oven for a long time and uh, under low temperature. That's why it comes crispy, nice, color like that and very moist uh, meat. So if you just want to serve it up without having to cook it up, be sure to get your order in. Orders for Thanksgiving uh, for Turkey to Go from Four Seasons Vale, they need to be in by the 18th of November. And then you can pick up the turkey and mashed potatoes and all the sides and the dessert uh, anytime on Thanksgiving Day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The price is $425 and the meal feeds four to six people.
for fun and adventure, join me on Elizabeth Stanton's Great Big World. Find out where I'll be going next and which celebrities I'll be bringing along with me. I'll show you amazing destinations with lots to explore, and you'll get to know my celebrity guests the way they really are, up close and personal. We'll travel the world, experience new cultures, and together, try to make a difference. I'm Elizabeth Stanton, saying the world's a big place, and I'm going to show it to you. Lionshead Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lionshead Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. Eyepieces of Veil has been a fixture in the Veil community for over 30 years. From designer frames and sunglasses to high-performance sports frames, prescription goggles and in-demand accessories like helmets, goggle lenses, and foldable reading glasses, our inventory raises the optical bar. Visit one of our seven locations today and see why generations of loyal customers return time after time for our unmatched service and inventory. Eyepieces, the art of vision. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. We talk a lot here in the Vale Valley about all of the fantastic dining there is, and we tend to focus our attention a little bit more on Vale and Avon. But if you haven't been down to Eagle to check out Rome, the Roman Gourmet yet, I strongly recommend it. It is one of my favorite restaurants in the Valley, and Gretchen had the opportunity to talk with the owner and proprietor, Adriana. Let's take a look. Welcome to the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. I'm your host, Gretchen Pleshaw, here in beautiful Eagle, Colorado, at the gorgeous restaurant Rome. Uh, 
I'm here with Adrienne, the owner and cook of the beautiful Rome in Eagle, Colorado, and she's such a stunning human being. I love your space. I feel honored to be here. Thank I you. feel like I've known you through lifetimes at this point. Oh, <laughs> and I am, Likewise. Thank you. And I'm so impressed with your space, and I heard the food even elevates it more. How are you oh, doing, Adrienne? I'm well, thank you. Good. And so I want to know, I know a little bit of the background of Rome. How did this beautiful place come to be? How did this all happen, manifest itself? Uh, it was manifested and it worked. <laughs> um, I started out as a food truck yeah. and it was called the Roaming Gourmet. We okay. started in Rancho Del Rio oh. uh, for a summer, uh, right as COVID was at its peak, which was great. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then uh, winter rolled around and we had an opportunity to join the team at Bonfire. Yes. So we had our food truck right in front of Bonfire Brewery, which is directly next door to this uh, brick and mortar. And an opportunity came up that uh, the space next to them was open for a restaurant. But the caveat was that there was no kitchen. It isn't zoned for a kitchen. <laughs> okay. So ironically, I had right. a food truck. Wow. So we just rolled it around the block and hooked it up. And this is our brick and mortar with a 20-foot food trailer as our kitchen. Okay, so it truly was meant to be. This was not by so. circumstance, yeah. happenstance. Yeah, I think so. That's amazing. And I actually remember the food truck, and you guys are were always so, there were a million people around, and it was so popular. Yeah, it was great. And so now do a lot of those people know that this has shifted into? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. and it's been two years. It'll be two years in a couple weeks that okay. we've been at this brick and mortar. Okay. And it was one full year of the Roaming Gourmet as the food truck. Right. Um, so we, and we did elevated pub food out of that food truck. Right. Um, you know, things like duck tacos and Ugh. duck confit, things like that. Um, really nice slow braised meats. We Ugh. really pushed it you know, push the limits. Well, and that's what I'm so interested in because I did a little research beforehand and I looked at all the food options and I know that your menu changes, am I correct, weekly, monthly? Is monthly. It? Monthly, yeah. okay. That yeah, is... we change our menu monthly. So and, and <laughs> now we have an opportunity to be a little bit more... Um, I don't know, intricate with the details right. instead of just a food truck where it's kind of fast. Right. This is more relaxed dining. It's We can relax a little bit more in preparation. Not too much, but a little bit more <laughs> little in preparation. Bit. It's a, it's a, The timing is different. So it, it, allow, it allows us to, you know, spend a little bit more time on the menu and spend a little bit more time plating. And But that's a huge deal, a monthly. I don't know any other restaurant I can't even think of yeah. anywhere I've been that does yeah. a monthly shift of their menu. Yeah. It's ridiculous and insane. <laughs> I love and, <laughs> You're like, it's my brilliant poor staff. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really great. And it. I think that a lot of, a lot of cooks and people in kitchens get a little bit, you know, it's, it's tiring doing the same dishes over yeah. and over again. And I think that people, I, I really thought that people, our guests would want to have the same thing over and over again. And I find that they don't. I find that they're really eager when we change the menu monthly. And our, our specials are, are also wonderful. We have specials on top of our monthly changes. I love I, that. Yeah. I think that people come to ex have come to expect that, let's come as many times as we can this month because it's changing. So we see a lot of repeat guests. Cool. It's really fun. I love that. Well, and I'm so inspired because you let me know that so much of the decor, the alcohol, what you buy as far as like making the food, all of the ingredients, it's 
very much local based and your local love and appreciation, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's well, a big Colorado deal. Well, Colorado is an amazing state and it, yeah. it has so many different, you know, amazing things that it produces or come out of it from Palisade peaches to bourbons to beers to, you know, some wonderful produce that we get here, our, our cows, our lamb, our pork. So really, we don't need to look very far. <laughs> and it, it's safer, it's cleaner. Uh, we know where our food is coming from, which I think more people are being, you know, very, it's, people are more cognizant of that, as well as me. I never feed my guests anything that I wouldn't ingest myself. So I, it's important to me that it's clean. It's I good. love that you said that. And I also know that you don't use any hormones in your food, no which hormones. is huge. Yeah, That's a nothing. big deal. I don't believe in it. I don't, I think that a lot of our, you know, without getting too crazy and, you know, medical, <laughs> I just believe a lot of issues health wise come from eating tainted foods. So, 100%. and I, you know, hopefully the world is changing and they're starting to see that. And it's, it used to be very difficult. Even two years ago, it was difficult for me to find some foods and meats that weren't, you know, injected with hormones right. or antibiotics. And it's much easier today to find it. I felt so. that shift. You're like, oh, simplistic mm. feeling yeah. and idea, but it's truth. What you put in your body is yeah. obviously what you're going to get out sure. of it. So. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> and this is such a beautiful romantic space. I mean, it's stunning. Thank did you. you do the decor? Yeah, did you? I did. I, I did. How, yeah. This woman is amazing. She does it all. I'm cooking. She does the decor. It's You have a gorgeous patio. I would love to hear about that. That's stunning. Yeah. So we do have limited seating in this space. And when I first looked at it, I was so enthralled with it. I loved how, how intimate it was. Yeah. And I thought we could really make this space feel like it was, it could be anywhere. It could be in Italy. It yes. could be in, you know, uh, Morocco. It could be in Colorado. It could be anywhere. Uh, and that's what I wanted to kind of mirror was just, it could be anywhere, but it's an intimate, lovely space yeah. that you could come on a date, on a first date. <laughs> um, you could come with your family. You could come with your friends. And it's it has like a nice, you know, energetic buzz to it because it is small inside. But we had the opportunity knowing that there was this big outdoor space um, that may or may not have been built for that. It may have been built for something else, but we utilized it as an outdoor seating area that enhances our capacity off season. And it's gorgeous. So it really is pretty. It's kind of, um, we were talking yes. that I kind of, um, you know, mirrored it after some restaurants in LA, one being Ivy, the oh, Ivy in LA. Yes. And it, it, I wanted it to feel like there was greenery all around. And again, with an outdoor space, you know, typically they're very wide open and cavernous. The sky is your ceiling. Yes. And we still have that in part of it, but we wanted it to feel like there were hanging lights and hanging chandeliers and still very romantic. And I feel like very secret garden vibes with yeah. the mountains in the background. Yeah. The it's so pretty. You can't do any better than that. Oh, it is beautiful. People love sitting out there. Well, and that's brilliant to know because I do love the spaces so small and, well, not even small, intimate. And yeah. it does have such good energy, good vibes in here. And you said, though, you can go on open table. You can. So yes. that way you know that you definitely have yes. yeah, a reservation. Yeah. And then if there confirm. is overflow, you can go out to the patio and Absolutely. enjoy. Absolutely. And your yeah. bar is amazing yeah. as well. It's I can't get away bar. from that. Yeah. Um, it's a great bar. It's a great, the, the drinks are really, we're very proud of our cocktails. Yeah. And you said so. you have non alcoholic options and alcoholic <clears throat> options, which we is do. a huge, I think right now, becoming a boom. It's a booming yeah. thing. Yeah. We've had any spirits on our shelf since we opened our doors, knowing wow. that. You know, 
I think part of it was that we were an eagle and we wanted to attract people from all over the valley up and down. Uh, and driving would be an issue if you were going to have right. you know, more than one drink. So we have drinks or, or NA spirits on our menu that you can replace a tequila with an NA so tequila, cool. replace a bourbon with an NA bourbon. And I've never even heard of that, to be yeah. quite frank with you. Yeah. So I'm They're sure really other people great. are going to be, yes. Yeah, it's really great. And a lot of them are distilled the same way, just it takes the alcohol out. So it's really neat. Well, I'm very excited to come in. Personally, I know I've heard already from certain friends that we both <laughs> know how amazing the food is. What is your favorite dish to create at this? I know you're always evolving, changing. It's fluid, you know, as far as mm -hmm. your food. Is there one thing that you love to make here? Uh, I can't. It's like picking I a know. favorite child. I know. Um, <laughs> I think that we do variations of different types of meatballs okay. uh, and different sauces. Yeah. So there's that. Um, whether it's pork or veal or venison, I, I love creating some sort of a meatball dish, and our, our guests really, really love it. Um, I do a, one of my one of my go-tos here, and we just changed the sauce, and it's coming up on the next menu, is our sous vide uh, or slow-cooked pork shank. Oh. So we're doing a spin on it this month uh, that is more of an Asian spin-off of okay. that. Um, so we'll we'll definitely do that. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorites. And I always like to bring back, especially in the wintertime, my Uncle Johnny made a cacciatore dish, an Italian oh, cacciatore yes. dish that was just to die for. Mm. And in honor of him and him teaching me that dish, I, I do repeat that. And our love guests it. love it. So... Well, you are fabulous. I feel like I made Thank a new you. bestie today. I adore <laughs> you. I think your space is stunning. I can't Thank wait to you. try the food. I've already, like I said, heard amazing things and I cannot wait to come in. So well, thank you so we much, can't Adrian. Wait to serve you. <laughs> Keep it right here for more of the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. host of Democracy Now! Our independent news hour offers diverse perspectives and unique opinions often unheard in the mainstream media, live as the news unfolds. Tune in for Democracy Now!, The War and Peace Report, weekday mornings at 9 and evenings at 6 on TV8 Vale, Comcast Xfinity, Channel 92. There's more for you on Channel 92. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vale. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? Because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Veil vale from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Veil vale Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate with new roundtable panels on Mountain Perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8veil.com. TV8 is serving the community 24 hours a day, seven days a week, delivering content in all sorts of mediums. Take us with you on the go as Good Morning Vale and Good Day Vale are now available as podcasts. 
You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Pandora. And don't forget, you can always find TV8 on YouTube, tv8veil.com, and all of our social media platforms. Just another reason why there's more for you on 92. Join us in exploring the everyday lives of community members here in the Vale Valley. Hear their inspiring stories of how they came here, their contributions to our community, and why they chose to call this place home. We want you to be one of our neighbors. If you would like to be featured or nominate someone to be featured, please send an email to danielle at tv8vale.com. We look forward to featuring your story right here on TV8. Welcome back to TV8 and good morning, Vale here. Before we let you guys get on with the rest of your day, let's take another quick look at today's weather. Starting off this morning, we're looking at about 25 degrees around 8 a.m., starting to warm up, expecting a high of about 48 towards the afternoon. Nice and sunny throughout the whole day with the winds coming from 5 to 10 miles an hour from the west. As we take a look at the daily or hourly forecast, I should say, starting off this morning, we're looking at again 25 degrees, warming up to about 40 around noon, 40 at 4 p.m. as well, and starting to cool off there towards the evening expecting about 31 degrees at 8 p.m. As we take a look at that rest of the I-70 corridor there down in Denver, we're looking at 58 degrees, 59 degrees, moving up to 48 in Vail. In Avon, we're looking at 50 degrees, 52 in Eagle, and clear skies and sunny throughout Colorado today. As we take a look at the overnight there, we're looking at that low of 17 degrees, but clear skies with the sunset coming in at about 4.55 tonight. Winds from the southeast about 5 to 10 miles an hour again. Then as we take a look at the rest of the week there, sunny on Sunday with a high of 57, high of 59 and sunny on Monday, and then on Tuesday there, still sunny with a high of 58. And then as we start to get towards the midweek there, we have some clouds moving in on Wednesday with a high of 57. And then as we start to get into Thursday, we've got those clouds moving in with that 30% chance of precipitation and a high of 45 with a little bit of wintery mixed. Thank you guys so much for joining us here for this Good Morning Vale edition on the first Saturday of Vale Mountain Ski Season. So I hope you guys are going to get out there and enjoy some of the slopes and some of the snow before it starts to warm up here as we start moving into the week. Thank you guys so much for joining us here. And once again, thank you so much to Rogelio Caballero and Andrew Atkins for stopping by to talk about their service and for serving the country. Thank you guys so much for joining us and have a great day. things to see.